It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 31st of January. The Jazz blow out the Golden State Warriors. We dig into the performance, plus the city uniforms were awesome. Should the Jazz make the move? Plus, Kevin Love, John Wall injuries, James Harden drops a 60 triple-double, and are the Jazz back in the playoff picture? It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! Well, I know how you are. I need not ask, unless you're the Warrior fan that's checking in to see how giddy we are about beating you by 30. We're giddy. Somebody said last night on Twitter, boy, people really like to beat the Warriors. You bet we do. You're awesome. And we kicked your ass. It's beautiful. They're great. And they were terrible last night. And we hammered them. And that was fabulous. I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you expertise, insight that you cannot get anywhere else, plus geeky numbers and a little bit of a look behind the curtains. It is a Wednesday. That's a Draft Wednesday on the Locked on Podcast Network. I hope you can come out and join us and play Draft, the daily fantasy game. Uh, that is so much fun because you get to draft every single time you play, and that's what makes all of our fantasy sports so much fun is drafting. So, therefore, you get to do it. Go to the app, download the app Draft, or go to draft.com. You can play with our big Wednesday schedule of games tonight in the NBA. You can play against other Locked On Jazz uh, listeners. I'll launch a game out there for you and try to get out of it as soon as I can, which sometimes I've forgotten recently. And... Uh, you can do the draft and then you play. It's really simple. It's really fun. It's a great deal. Promo code LOJAZZ will get you a uh, free deposit on a game. Uh, check it out. There's also a really, really fun golf uh, game the buddies and I are playing. They've also got a probably you could do a Super Bowl Sunday. They've got uh, a draft going on where you draft the players from the Super Bowl and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday that way as well. So it's all at uh, draft. Download it. L-O Jazz is your promo code and join the Locked On Podcast Wednesday Draft Wednesday that we have for you. All right, this is going to be fun because the Jazz blew out the Warriors last night. Uh, Rudy Gobert's impact is just mammoth. Uh, okay, I let's, you know, the Warriors were bad last night. Steve Kerr said afterwards they were pathetic. Except the the ja- Rudy Gobert is incredible. Uh, and the Jazz defensive rating in the last three games is 86.4, 95.4, and 95.9. And you know what the Jazz defensive ratings, opponents' defensive ratings were in their first eight games of the year? 98.7, 101, 91, a bad one, 108, then 97, 88, 92, 92. Then they got blitzed by two good teams, and they put down a 96 and an 85, and guess what? Rudy Gobert got hurt. Rudy go I feel stupid that we even did locked on jazz and worried about anything in that whole period of time that Rudy Gobert was missing. Like Rudy Gobert is one of the top 10 players in the NBA and his impact on an NBA game and it was obvious last night. I just posted at lockedonjazz.net a breakdown of the entire every play of the first quarter. 
got up this morning, watched it last night, then saw it, was too tired to put it together. And if you go and look at this and look at the breakdown of every single play of the first quarter that I put up, and I put up some gifts for you in there so that you can and see the specific plays, it's at LockedOnJazz.net. You'll see his impact is just stunning. Absolutely stunning. First play of the game. Jazz are double teaming early on Durant and Curry when they come off the pick and roll. So they're, they're and they're using favors, which allowed the the pretty interesting strategy allowed the the impact of having two bigs on the floor be good because favors was so terrific. So favors goes out and double teams on Curry and Durant on the on the ball. Now they throw to the the Green who's rolling, and. When Green's rolling, Gobert's the one guy back who's now guarding both Draymond Green and Zaza Pachulia. So the Jazz are doubling Curry and Durant up the pick and roll, creating a two-on-one underneath with Gobert and knowing Gobert is good enough to guard it. There's just not any many guys in the league that can do that. First play of the game, Green misses a floater over Gobert. Second play, they trap Curry, Green, and Zaza, two-on-one. Gobert forces an extra pass and a miss. Next one's a shot clock violation. We're three plays into the game. Durant, Durant, Green, pick and roll in the next play. They double Durant. Gobert guards Green and Zaza forces two misses. First four plays of the game, they absolutely did not. Clay Thompson comes out of curl on the next one. He's Gobert standing there. Pass out to Zaza. 15-foot jumper. No good. The next one, they the Warriors actually figure it out. Quinn calls a timeout. The Warriors in the half court last night in the first quarter were 4 of 14. This is a team that averages about 1.1 points per half court possession. They were at .57 in the first quarter last night. Now, there's two factors to this. One, the Jazz made a ton of shots. I talked to Steve Kerr before the game about the fact that it looked to me statistically as though the Warriors defend when they have to. Not to start. When they have to. And I asked, is that fair? And he said, absolutely, and I have no problem with it. We're tired. The, the, the run to four finals is exhausting. And if that's, if that's what it means, that's what it means. And the numbers show it. That traditionally, when, throughout the year, when they've been trailing, they're the number two defense in the league. And when they've been leading, they're the 17th ranked defense in the league. So they get behind, they put it on you. So that Durant didn't defend it all early. And Ingles makes him pay by hitting three threes. I mean, Durant's just not even trying. And, and Ingles makes him pay. Matt Harpering says it well. Durant thought he was going to get a night off after to guard Joe Ingles, and Joe Ingles buries him early. So that's, you know, that's a huge, huge little piece right there for the Jazz early in the game, is that they, get, they got that kind of early shot making. That shot making kept the Warriors in the half court. The Warriors missed two shots. And it sounds silly that two shots might matter, but two shots actually might. Clay Thompson, an early transition three, missed, and Steph Curry missed a kick-out offensive rebound three. They're probably not going to make both, but they're going to make one of the two. And it just it, those are the little plays that could have swung the game. And on this day, they happened to miss both. Pretty cool. Gobert's defense in that quarter is remarkable. He's not the only one, though. Sideline out of bounds early in that game. The Warriors were very good out of sidelines out of bounds. I think they're number one in the NBA sideline out of bounds. And Derek Favors 
busts his ass through two different picks because Rubio got picked off on the play, and Favors works himself all the way around. Gobert gets out on Steph and forces him into a miss, or at least alters it, right? That's a, that's a shot that, frankly, a lot of the time he's going to make. But if you go to this article at LockedOnJazz.net, you're going to see the impact on these plays of where Gobert has an impact. Beautiful drive by Draymond. He sees Gobert and throws a pass that gets deflected by Gobert. Steph Curry dunk. Or Steph Curry goes for a reverse lap. Gobert takes away both the lob to JaVale McGee and does a fabulous job of then blocking the shot. These are the levels where this guy is just remarkable. And, you know, when Gobert is on the floor for the Utah Jazz, their defense is great. And when Gobert missed a bunch of games this year, we weren't as great. And, frankly, as I said earlier, I'm a little embarrassed that we all got so uptight and bothered by it. But we were were great last night. Or we, they. They were great. Right, we were all part of it. It was fun. Let's take let's take ownership. The message from the coaching staff throughout shoot around was forty eight minutes of con- concentrated effort is what it's going to take, and and the, maybe that's the most important thing on a night where the Warriors, as as Steve Kerr said, were pathetic and disgusting. The Jazz never gave them a moment of light to get them going, and the Warriors were terrible. Last night was the Warriors' 48th offensive performance and 50th defensive performance. Usually when the Warriors have a night like this, they, where they're bad on one regard, they'll flip it. Their defense, though, has really not been very good recently. For all the talk of the Cavaliers, the Warriors' last 10 defensive games have included their 44th, 45th, 49th, 41st, 43rd, and 50th defensive performances of the season. So... They have not been great recently. They've been winning. They've been fooling around with it. They've been getting away with it. But they have not been great recently. And the Jazz made them pay, punished them. 95.9 was one of the, is for the team that's the best offensive team in the league is one of their worst offensive outings all year long. Their other was actually against Denver at home where they just didn't make shots. So the Jazz... And the Jazz were, were terrific. Favors was terrific. Rubio was terrific. Donovan's third quarter against Clay Thompson, terrific. So many different aspects of how what a strong, strong, outstanding performance this was by the Jazz. And they took advantage of a little bit of, a, of an approach from that Warriors where they're going to defend when they have to and the Jazz took the lead and never gave them another window. And that's what was particularly awesome. I feel like no matter what I do tonight, or today, excuse me, I will forget something from last night. Uh, there's the way the Jazz played, the way they are playing. To me, the storylines of last night's win, one it truly is the impact of Rudy. Two is the concerted 48 minutes of effort that allowed a Warrior team that is clearly tired, worn out, bored, whatever you want to call it, that is looking to try to kind of sneak through games. And the Jazz never gave them 
a chance to sneak through this game. To me, that's that's a huge storyline to the game. That, then there's the individual play, which on a game of, of last night, as well as guys played last night, you actually, I find, I hate to single guys out because that was a concerted effort. But Rubio, 23 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists. I believe that's the third or fourth 25-10 and 10 game of his career. He was plus 31. And, you know, Quincy Lewis was on with us the other night, the former jazz player, and he talked about how if he's watched Rubio for all those years in Minnesota and what jumps out to him the most is that when Rubio makes his layups, he's a different player. He was so aggressive going to the basket. He made those layups early. He was four of six in the restricted area. The six shots in the restricted area last night are the most he has taken in any game all year. The other game where he took that many was the Jazz win in Boston. He was four of five. And the last time we played the Warriors, he was actually two of six. But if Rubio can make layups, his game is completely different. It's, it's not. It sounds silly. Layups are actually hard to make in this league. And he's been a really terrible layup shooter in his career. But in the last, he's seven of 11 in the last three games. And you're seeing a dramatic difference. The thing it does is it gives him an aggressiveness as he's going to the basket that then his search dribbles and some of his other things are very real. Royce O'Neal and Alec Burks. I don't. I almost feel like they're a combined entity right now. In replacement of Rodney Hood, have been super. Royce O'Neal was really good last night. He plays kind of a little bit like a Joe Ingles physical defense. He plays pretty well with the ball in his hands. He's aggressive. He comes at you with a with a really nice effort level, and he moves the ball and shares it. Alec Burks last night. He played under control, five rebounds, three assists, was really good. Was really, really good last night. Uh, and you know what? Frankly, they're making a little bit of my claim for pack. Rodney Hood is a negative pack player, and I always say if you just get rid of all your negative pack players, you'll start and you distribute those possessions out to guys that are using possessions at an average league level, and that's exactly what A.B. and Royce O'Neal have been this year, that you, you actually – get better even though you don't have that primary score it seems crazy but I mean the weird thing right now for the Jazz is that the Jazz are nine and five in games in which Rodney Hood has not played this year with eight wins against teams above 500 including Toronto and the Warriors I mean two the two teams I right now guess to be the finals teams that's that's strange but it might back up my pack thing a little bit at least I'd like to believe it does Today's show is brought to you by Slow the Flow. And boy, did the Jazz ever slow the flow of the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, you knew that was coming. That that did not surprise you at all right there, did it? All right, Slow the Flow talks about water efficiency rating. How do you become a water efficiency rating all-star? Well, a five-minute shower uses 12 to 25 gallons of water. A tub uses 70 gallons. Okay. What happens if you reduce your shower by a minute? Well, that makes a astronomically large difference. The goal here is that by 2025, we reduce water usage by 25%. So there's a bunch of 10-second tips you can take out there. Only run your washing machine when you have a full load. Each load uses 30 gallons of water. You can save a ton there. Obviously, keep an eye out for leaks. You save a lot of money on your water bill as well. And... If you go get a a if you 
showered one minute less every day, you save 1,875 gallons of water every year. It's slowtheflow.org, a bunch of great ideas. Utah's weather, it's a little bit like a streaky shooter. And sometimes it's all splash and sometimes it's not. So we want to make sure that you know that in the winter we can still do great things. Slowtheflow.org, slow the flow, save H2O. Life is complicated, especially right now. You're spending more time inside, unable to go to restaurants, and that means you're cooking dinner. But if you're like me, I hate cooking. Multiple trips to the grocery store, hours of monotonous meal prep just so you can scarf down your food in minutes. So when it's dinner time, I grab my phone, open up an app, and order something. But after convenience fees, delivery fees, and who knows whatever other fees, it ends up being close to $100 for two people. But then I met Freshly. Just put up your feet and relax while Freshly chefs and nutritionists do all the hard work. All you do is heat for three minutes and dinner's done. Imagine a better for you golden oven fried chicken, steak peppercorn with sauteed carrots and French green beans, and my personal favorite, buffalo chicken with loaded mashed cauliflower. It's got fewer carbs. That's just a few of the 30-plus health-conscious options to choose from. Freshly understands that food needs to be delicious, healthy, and simple because, let's be honest here, if it's not easy, I'm not going to do it. And if it doesn't taste good, I don't want to eat it. Freshly is offering our listeners $40 off, $40 off for their first two orders at Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Freshly.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, last night the Jazz debuted... The city uniforms. Here's my, I loved it. I loved it. I'm over the top on it. I thought it was fabulous. I love the state logo with the basketball through it, through those colors. I'm going to make a claim. I want to, I'm going to make a case here and see what you think. I would move. If I was presenting to the Miller family. I would present to the Miller family that we move to those colors. I think that if you asked a hundred people what the jazz colors were, most people would say purple. It's not one of our colors. Right now, our colors are navy, blue, green, and a yellow, goldish. Right? I think. There's no real identity to that. We've changed it around. We went to the purple with the mountains. We were New Orleans. It's not anyone's fault. It just has happened. If you think of the great franchises in the game, and the ones that have been around for a while, they have a very specific, right? We know the Blazers are are red and black. We know that the Lakers are purple and gold. We know the Celtics are red and green. We We know the Knicks. We know what they are. I don't think you have that with Utah. I don't think we have a defined color. I don't think we have a defined look. Uh, we tried the mountains for a while. It worked. It was great. And then kind of era changed, looks changed. It didn't. Okay. Again, happens. Most, I think most franchises are actually in this boat. Charlotte, I don't have any idea who they are. Minnesota, I don't have any idea what their colors are. Right? This is actually common. But I think we can step out of the common and into the unique if we embrace this as a color change. My vision would be that red and that gold that we're kind of talking about, that you saw the shirts and how it's been. The four uniforms I would envision as a white, which I think would be really cool, with those that 
gradient colors throughout that, however you want to choose them. You have a black uniform with those same colors. You have the gold uniform, which I just love, and last night's, which was superb. I don't know if you want to play with last night's every night. I'm not saying that last night's becomes your standard uniform, though it's pretty awesome. I don't know how well it tests would hold the test of time. But I the court was terrific. The delicate arch was fabulous. It gives some sort of... I loved Utah on the middle of the floor. I thought it gave us a little bit of an identity last night that I have not always seen or felt we had before. It's interesting to me when I, I brought this up and I got some responses. You know, we are the note... For in Pete Maravich is our history. I, I don't feel like Pete Maravich is our history. Um, no more than, unfortunately, like I don't think that the Seattle Supersonics have any impact on the Oklahoma City Thunder. It's sad because that's a great franchise that's now gone. And I don't mean to like discredit Truck Robinson and Pete Maravich and, and those kind of things. But what I would say is that like when I get a record and it tells me that Truck Robinson owns the record for the most offensive rebounds in a jazz game, my first reaction is, well, who else? Oh, Rich Kelly. Okay, that's jazz history, right? The early teams of Ben Poquette and Jeff Wilkins and, uh, and Ricky Green and the first star of Adrian Dantley and then the next year of the of, of, Malone, right, of Malone, Stockton Malone and all those kind of things. Like th- Those are the things, to me, that's jazz history. That's who we are. Now, through that jazz history... We've run from the Mardi Gras colors to the mountains to our new. And so this is a chance, I think, to define. Now, you've got to decide we're really doing this. You're defining. You believe it. You're, this is who we are, and we want to hold it. I like it. I like the fact it represents the state. I like the fact it represents southern Utah. I think it also, there's a uniqueness. I think it makes your merchandising cool. I, I, I'm, if, if you say Utah Jazz... You don't think navy blue, green, and gold. It is not. You don't. We've done a nice job with it. They look good. The uniforms are fabulous. Our merchandising looks good. It all looks smooth. It's not our core. And I would argue that this, at least I was making the case, okay, and I'm overplaying it a little bit for the sake of making the case, pretending I'm making the case. I would say this gives us a chance if you made this move to be the essence that this could be our core. All right. And you know what? You're welcome to disagree. And the Millers can say, no, we've changed. The argument also can be, hey, we've done this change enough times. Exactly what you're talking about is the reason. Let's hold to who we are and let's stick to Yeah, you're right. I'll buy that. Um, I'll buy that. But I thought last night was awesome. I thought those uniforms looked incredible. The key to the whole thing was the black at the bottom of the shorts, which then went to the tights, which made it work. Uh, I, I was I was super impressed by everything about last night's event. I thought the far side court, I don't know if you could see this on TV, but the sides of the court started at gold in the middle and then gradiently went out all the way to the darker red and almost to the black in the 
colored corm, similar to the uniforms. I thought that the gold shoulders to the black bottom of the shorts was absolutely terrific. Huge fan of what I saw last night, and just obviously the way they played. But I, I was a huge fan before. I would be, we need a hashtag for this. Team Red Rock. It doesn't have to be that Southern Utah, you know, overwhelms the process. But I think that there's something to it. Uh, let me go back to one uh, quick other note, back to the game. Uh, and then we'll do NBA 5. So, I, I want to make sure there's, a, if we go back to the impact of Rudy, which is enormous. Here's the other thing that having Rudy does. When, when Rudy's in the game, it allows the players to play inside their strengths defensively. So there might be less of a premium on quickness. When Favors is playing center, he's going out, and a bunch of guys are rotating. We're not the quickest team in the group. What it does put a premium on is positional responsibility, the shifting, the reading. That's what our team's great at. Discipline, anticipation, habits, that's what Quinn Snyder's great at. Is building that, and that's why the defense with Rudy is so terrific is because when Rudy can drop back and make these plays we're talking about, everybody else can be in their right positions and play it as well. And you can see that when you go back and rewatch the game. They, they were fabulous last night. Just absolutely fabulous. Huge impact moves in the NBA. One that I think uh, I'd throw out could impact the Jazz. Uh, two that could impact the Jazz in the trade deadline. We'll hit that. Uh, coming up, Murdoch Shev out in Woods Cross has got the final day of 1.99% financing, but enough other things going off over at Murdoch Chevy that you should know about as well. Right next to Woods Cross High School, I think I misspoke the other day, by the way, on that, my bad. Uh, in Bountiful, Murdoch Chev has got, Murdoch Chevy has the best, and Chevy has the best truck line that's out there. They've got every single truck line from the heavy-duty Silverado, the light-duty half-ton Silverado truck, the mid-size Colorado, uh, all with a unibody frame that's safer, one single frame. That's what Chevy has right now. They have got the best lineup and the only truck line with all three segments. Murdoch and Chevy run deep together. 91 years of Utah. That's the bread and butter Chevy dealership and family in Utah. 91 years the bread and butter for the Murdochs. The SUVs, the Suburbans, the Tahoe, the Equinox, the Traverse, the Trax, the Trucks. We just talked about the Silverado and the Colorado. I've been driving Silverado for the last about month and a half. Blown away by it. I went to Wyoming this weekend to watch my son in a ski race and just it, driving it back was so incredible to how quiet it is, how smooth it is, what a great ride it is, and obviously very easy to take all of our stuff back and forth. Uh, Check it out. Go out there to Murdoch Chev. 1.99% financing continues on this final day of the month, courtesy of Golden West Credit Union. The lineup of cars is just terrific. If you want some a little bit more fun, the Camaro 2018 Camaro is out there. They also uh, have uh, the lineups of the Equinox and the Cruise. It's at Murdoch Chevy right in Woods Cross, 
right in Bountiful next to Woods Cross High School, right off the freeway. Check it out. Say hi to Tyson when you're there. They have $11,000 off your Silverado plus your trade-in right now is probably their best deal. And the Chevy Equinox for just $199 a month. Fabulous deals going on at Murdoch Chev. Check it out at MurdochChev.com. Hi, this is Nate Duncan from Locked On's Hollinger and Duncan podcast. Those of you who listen to our show know that I try to take a measured approach. I'm not prone to hyperbole. It really takes something special to get me excited. But with all that said, Theragun is simply one of the best products that I have ever used. I just turned 40. I've always loved to work out, to play basketball when it's safe. And as I got into my 30s, it just wasn't possible to do that anymore the way I wanted to because my body didn't feel right. And Theragun has helped me fix so many of the aches and pains. I tried everything, massages, chiropractors, this at-home device, handheld percussive therapy has worked better than any of those for me. And now the all-new Gen 4 Theragun has a proprietary brushless motor. It's so quiet. It's no louder than an electric toothbrush. And best of all, you can try Theragun risk-free for 30 days. There's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need starts at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on, the name of this network right now, and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked on. All right. Uh, Kevin Love out six to eight weeks. I think John Wall out two months. I think there are two major impacts here. One, the one that gets fascinating is if you're the Utah Jazz, do you trade for Kevin Love? Cleveland, six to eight weeks, maybe maybe Cleveland doesn't do it. They figure that he's back for the playoffs, and that's all they really care about anyway. But they obviously have great internal turmoil. Things aren't going well. The whole Kevin Love meeting the other day, him handing the ball to uh, Isaiah Thomas, things aren't great. They need players. It would probably cost us making the playoffs, which is probably a distant thought anyway. Would you trade for an injured Kevin Love? They might not have been willing to trade Kevin Love, but now all of a sudden, would they possibly be willing to trade Kevin Love in a different way? Because what I think the actual impact is, they may not be willing to move Jay Crowder and some of those players that they would have been moving otherwise. So I think that's really, really interesting. Second thing that I think jumps out uh, to me of interest here is with John Wall out for six to eight, two months, Washington's not quite right. I'm Toronto. I go all in. To me right now, Toronto is the favorite to win the Eastern Conference. They can't beat the Warriors, but nobody can. I go all in. What's so interesting there is the Raptors are built kind of on two different things. They have the Lowry, Ibaka, DeRozan, Valanchunas group. And then they've got this incredible group of young players, OG Onanubi, DeLon Wright, Yaka Pertle, uh, Pascal Siakam, really nice young players. Mazai Ujeri, their GM, seems very attached to their young players. Is he willing to move any of them? Does he look at our roster, frankly, and see players he thinks would help them? 
DeLon Wright is an interesting piece to go next to Donovan Mitchell. 6'5", 190, plays on the ball, plays off the ball. He's not really a two. He's not really a one either. Norman Powell's been a successful player who's not playing for them. DeLon Wright's three-point shooting, by the way, he has not. He's only taken 118 in his career, so very small number still in his three years. He's old. He's probably not going to get any better. He's already 26, 27, but he's hit 37% this year. He's 36 for his career. He's a nice player. Like, he would be an interesting piece to me. Pascal Siakam. Both, both Wright and Siakam are nice players who aren't good enough to get you through the playoffs. They're both nice players. They're not good enough to get you through the playoffs. Siakam's another one who's old, 25, 24. He's not a good three-point shooter. He's 16 of 100 in his career, I think it is, about 16%. So he's not going to be a stretch four, but he's a good athlete. He moves around. He's, I like him. Puts the ball in the deck a little bit. They're not going to move OG Ananubi. They, they love him. He's 6'8", he's 235, and he's a beast, and he's 19 years old, and he's going to be a, could be a star. Jakob Pertl's interesting, but with Gobert, I'm not sure that that's a right match for us. Norman Powell's interesting in the sense that he's fallen completely out of their rotation. I'd want to pick, too, by the way. But I think the Raptors are interesting. We, we probably have the best players who could immediately impact you in a positive way. And if they're looking to make that push, to me, that's that makes them that makes it su- a super interesting one to talk about. All right, that is Locked On Jazz today, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. By the way, I, never, I didn't get much feedback on yesterday's show. I wonder what people thought of that, how they liked that kind of big story going to the guys. Uh, we hadn't done that before, so that was new. Hope you liked that. Uh, LockedOnJazz.net has the uh, LockedOnJazz.net has the article on the defense and Rudy Gobert's impact. If you want to check that out, this has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hi, guys. This is Josh Lloyd, host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The NBA is back, so that means that fantasy basketball is back in one form or another. We've got daily fantasy, but there's also some fantasy leagues with the resumption of play with these eight regular season games in Orlando, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to have you covered. It's not just for fantasy basketball, though, because we recap all of the games across the NBA, so if you're looking for a broad overview of the action across the league every day, Locked On Fantasy Basketball is the podcast for you.